quiet quitting. If this is a term you are not familiar with, uh, in the days and weeks ahead, you will become familiar with it because it's become a global phenomena. It's kind of like a cousin to the mass resignation where people are disengaged, they stay in their job, but they mentally check out and quit. Uh, Joyce and I take this on because we don't necessarily uh, agree with this whole notion of people quitting. Uh, and we think there's something else going on. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to offer what I think are common sense ways that a leader can confront this quiet quitting that might be happening in their workplace. So come on in, grab a snack. Hopefully you got something from Halloween left over. Welcome. Hey, Bob. Hey, Joyce. How are happy, you? Happy post-Halloween. I was going to say, okay, it's November 1st, everyone. And Joyce, how many candy bars did you eat yesterday? I ate quite a few teeny tiny, teeny weeny, hardly any calories, Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Maybe I had, 25. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love how they call it fun size. You know, think about it yeah. if you're a kid. There's nothing fun about a small piece of candy. I know. <laughs> and yeah, so I had a Reese's cup and I uh, had a Twix bar, uh, very small, very ah, no not calories. Not worth it. Not worth, not worth it. it. Not, not worth, worth it. it. A Twix bar is not worth it. I heard the kids, because they were Megan's daughter and her friend, their two daughters are the same age. They went out together. I wish I would have taped the bartering and the value of one Butterfinger for two Twizzler small things or, and one person gave out a whole roll of Rolos. Wow. I Talk about retro for, candy. Yeah. For bat and for basket basket value. So anyhow, the, um, I find, and this will fit into our theme for the day, the Halloween to be so quiet now. They kind of shuffle around and go from house to house. And then they get to the door, they go, trick or treat. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm going, where's the noise? Where's the naughty? The naughty is gone. It, it, it's really, it's so different than uh, when my kids were growing up. And I look at, you know, uh, I, I put uh, homes in the three buckets. The lights out, don't even think of coming here. Yeah. Um, the kind of very small decorations with a ball out front that you help yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the roaring parties. Oh, good. Uh, the last third are, you know, grandparents, parents, you know, everyone comes over, they're having a party on the porch and having a blast with the kids coming. And that's, to me, that's why we do it. Right. Well, I just don't understand where trick or saying trick or treat went and we had to do it loud and nobody <laughs> would come to their door until you yelled it. Yeah, I, I it, and so I, I guess what I, I was at Megan's helping and I made them, I said, go back down the stairs and let me hear you really belt it out because I, how will I know to come to the door? And you could see the parents going, oh, please, we just want to get home, leave our kids. Let us go, Joyce. Oh, man. <laughs> I, ha I now have a fourth category and that's what you just said. Yeah. I begrudgingly give you a piece of candy. So what are we talking about today? Well, that's why I mentioned the quietness. Uh, we both acknowledged uh, before we went on that we hate the term quiet quitters and what it implies. And, and we have, a, and instead of quiet quitting, it's a re, I think, 
it's some kind of recalibration of boundaries, which is what you mentioned. But I think yeah. it's, you know, mostly I would think, why wouldn't you be less engaged and more tired? And, you know, we are globally in, in recovery yeah. while, while being hit with more stuff. Yeah. So just, and for some of our listeners that have, aren't familiar with the term, why don't you define quiet quitting for them? Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Role reversal. So to me, uh, we used to refer to it as someone quitting but staying, right? Yeah. So they, they pretty much have checked out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you look at all the indicators of, uh, engagement. I'm, I'm going to use that word again. All those engagement indicators are down. I don't work as hard. I'm, right. you know, more uh, putting boundaries around. So, you know, this whole quitter thing really gets under my crawl because uh, I'm not saying it doesn't happen where people like just get totally checked out. Um, but to me, to put all, all these people that have been through everything through the pandemic and have kind of rebalanced their lives to call them quitters. Um, is uh, it, it, it tells you uh, your own ignorance in saying that. There yeah, you go. There you go. And who owns the quitting? Well, um, yeah. Yeah. Be, <laughs> yeah. Who owns the quitting? Well, last week, Joyce, you, you, like 40% or 45% are people are looking for other work. Yes. So, you know, and, and that's people who say they are. So anyhow, it's, it, that, that is the phenomena. And you read, if you read all the articles, I love the title of business articles because they irritate the hell out of me because they still imply if we could do something to our associates, they would behave better. But now we're going to learn modern par- parenting skills <laughs> as opposed to 1890. <laughs> oh my gosh i think i just said my total truth on that topic it's, it's oh my gosh we've got to make the workplace have fun we have to have fun we have to have ping pong tables oh my god we've got to talk to them we've got to do empathy how are you today oh bring bring, bring that dog in oh i didn't know you had five dogs <laughs> yeah no, i didn't know you had five daughters oh how are they doing okay i don't have time i got it Well, which just made me think that a nourishing, encouraging environment doesn't have to be soft. No. People also are not engaged because they don't see the point of the work or what they get for it. And I just hate that term. Well, you know, you said uh, when we were talking about performance appraisals last week, and one of our question is, was, uh, tell me about a time in the last 12 months that's been a peak experience for you when mm-hmm. work was easy and you were performing at a high level. Or it wasn't I, easy. Oh, well, and that's where I was, yeah. yeah. And, and that's where I asked you the question. So how about if I look at you and say, I, I can't think of a peak experience in the last six months. And you said... You know, I, I feel bad about that. And quite honestly, I think I own some of that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. And so when you ask about quiet quitting and who owns the burden of, of that phenomena, 
Uh, yeah. I'd argue it's every bit the boss and the culture uh, as it is the individual. And another fads do come and go, but our folk, the focuses change. And let's not say yeah. flavor of the month. The focus changes and with reason. It's sure. not, it's not uh, cavalier. Managers matter. Managers matter so much. And you already, and managers themselves are, have the deadly duo. I just wrote an article on the combination of burnout and boredom. Ah. And I think there's a, so I, I my message is pamper your managers so that they have enough to give <laughs> to their people. You know, we're, we're, I would say many, many people are running on empty. Yeah. Imagine yes. uh, going out and running a race after you're just totally spent. That's and what another, is happening in the and world. And another race is coming up. You can That's feel right. it. Yep. And it's yep. going to be race after race after race. I would take to the bed, wouldn't you? Aren't, yeah. Aren't we? With, aren't we? With, yeah, without a doubt. So, um, so I, 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 hopefully you won't throw this question back at me, but if I think <laughs> about, if, if I think about the workplace and I'm a head of OD, I'm a head of HR, I'm the leader right. of my function. And I feel this sense that people are quiet quitting. What are some things that I can do? Resting. They're kind of resting. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's the only thing I know how to do is whether individually or in a group, to say we are in a very odd time. There is a lot of chaos and a lot of confusion and a lot of challenge. And we've been through the ringer. Mm. What do you, and yet we can't make work, the work you're doing go away. What would make your day better at work, doing the work, what do you need? Yes. Do you need uh, another day off? Yeah. My God. Could your group come together and come up with a solution? And I, you know, I, I orient to the team. Here's our situation. How do we take control of our work life? The demands don't go away. How do we allow ourselves to rejuvenate? What 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 what's needed? Yeah. What would work for this group? And then I would do whatever they said. Yeah. Uh, you know, Trish, I have nothing to add because that to me is spot on. I mean, what I liked is particularly the beginning. It was very non-accusatory. I mean, you didn't come in the room and say, "I'm sensing burnout." I'm sensing people not giving their all, you know, it was, you were talking about the conditions that exist mm -hmm. and what's happening in the world and, you know, and then asking the question, I, I like the way you put it. Yeah. And how do we support one another? Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be very clear too, and you can do the individual conversations, but individually, at least to say, I want you to work here and I want you to be satisfied with your work. And we're in such a mess what works for you yeah wow and and that's and that you know and and then you can also 
Well, there's so much that can be done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if the, each team could design. What doesn't change is the demand of the marketplace. Yes, though no, that's and and the disruption and the chaos. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's a given. Yeah. So within this team, what can we do? Is it more time working at home? Okay. Oh, that disrupts the marketplace in this way. Okay. So always back to the reality of the marketplace. And and I know everybody is madly out there um, bumping up their uh, acquisition of talent efforts. So you've got competition mm. of all kinds out there too. So, and I think I would be honest about that too. I'd love yeah. you to like working here, and I understand if you don't. Um, I'd like to know why so that I can improve things. And if not, uh, good luck to you. Yeah. Which you know, is so brave to do that. Because, it, it, well, it is. Okay. It, because it makes me get, just so you know, people, that I don't say that cavalierly. It makes my hands sweat. <laughs> you know, ah, let your talent know you want them. Yeah. And that they matter. I, I, where my thinking goes, we both uh, were in the retail grocery business. And how do you apply that same thought and approach when you've got people that literally need to be there? Uh, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a grocery store, the luxury of not being able to have certain choices is is gone. And I don't want to ask it and then answer it. But I I, I think about when I was in the grocery business early in the day, we had a condition for someone to be full-time. We used to say, you need to be available 100% of the time. Oh. And, uh, you know, so that means we can call you in any time. We can schedule you any time of the day, any day of the week. Yes. Uh, with, and, and you've got to comply. Yeah. And to me. That's gotten better. You know, it's gotten a lot better. That's where I was going. There are things yeah. that you can do in a, um, in a, Area where people need to be present to do their jobs. There's, I mean, literally, we've had experiments where we have people kind of write their own schedule, right? Yeah. Here's the schedule without names on it. Uh, Here's the dibs. Take, jump in. That's a great model to use. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same answer. Yeah. How do you design the work differently? Yeah. And it may end up, say, here's the demand of the marketplace. Here's when customers are here the most. Here's when the, and begin to design your workplace to the demands of the consumer. For those who say, I've got to have a ton of money, so I want to work way more than before. To others that say, I can only do one afternoon a week. So it's redesigning the puzzle pieces. Yeah. I, think not, there's, I do not mean to sound that cavalier. I just don't see another alternative. Yeah. Well, you, you just, I think you, we've summarized two high influencers of this term quiet quitting. You talk about the manager and how important the manager is, and they create their own culture, good or bad. And then asking the question, what do we need? What do we need more of? What do we need less of? Yeah. What boundaries do we want to create in our culture? But we can't. Um, we couldn't ask that because they're never all here at the same time. 
And, uh, and most have computers. Yeah. Do I mean they're oh yeah, yeah. you know old models weigh so much. They really do. Yes, we're so habit bound. I'm thinking. <laughs> Could a store choose to be closed? Does every store have to have the same hours across the chain? They don't now, but I mean, could you really vary that? Yeah, I, th I think it's all open. Look at the Chick-fil-A example. They yeah. can make a lot more money if they were open Sunday, but they make the choice. Everybody will have that day off. Yeah, yeah. So design your work for the good of all. Oh God, it sounds so... Uh, I want to say foolish, but I don't want to say foolish. It's not difficult. Actually, it sounds difficult. It may have to be get difficult to get better. I think it absolutely will. Yeah. You know, because I, I, if I think about mindset, what often happens is leaders, managers come down on the side of the demands on them and the demands of the business. Right. And, and therefore say, well, we can go here, but we, we can't really touch this area. It's just a non-negotiable. I'd argue you're not trying hard enough because yeah. it, it is difficult. You noisy quitter, you. Yeah. <laughs> or you blind, you blind quitter. So let me ask you this. Let's close on, can you think of a time when you quietly quit and what was happening and what you did to get out of it? Because maybe we have some quiet quitters listening that, could perhaps take some of your counsel. <laughs> you go first. <clears throat> There's a pattern developing here. Um, <laughs> so I think Let's about take turns. So uh, so I think about the most stressful period in my work life when I, I don't know whether I quietly quit, but I was definitely like deer in the headlights. You know, yeah. low yeah. confidence, not sure of, uh, <clears throat> of decisions that I make, uh, diminishing the impact that I have. And I, I think that even though there's a lot happening in my head, I think people from on the outside would look at me and say, kind of looks like Stapleton's kind of checked out. Um, and Did anybody ever ask you about that? You know, no. And oftentimes... I would have to ask, um, particularly a leader. I mean, I've had work for great people. Um, I mean, I've had people say, hey, Bob, I sense something going on here. I sense a hesitancy. So, yeah, I've done that. But to really call me out about you're checked out, you're not here. Um, but I think for me, it's recognizing the situation that I'm in and then getting creative about what can I do to change. And, and leaving the company is one option. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it could be a conversation with your boss. And quite honestly, mine was sitting down with my boss and said, look, I, I know you have confidence in me, but let me tell you how I'm feeling. And uh, can we talk about it? And we did. And it worked. You know, it didn't solve everything, but it, 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 it literally gave me a different perspective to go forward. Hmm. Now, now for you, Joyce. Well, here's what I used to do. I would take a day off. I would call in sick. 
Jesus. I called it playing hooky. And I, you know, I had to take a vacation day or whatever day. But if I really, I never dropped out, but I would, I could burn out. Yeah. Or get hit hard by something that made me, I only had it happen twice where I thought, am I going to stay here or am I going to look somewhere else? Yeah. But then I always let my kids have a couple of days of hooky whenever they needed it. And I would suggest it. I'd say, you know, if they'd gotten wildly behind in homework or whatever, I'd say, I think you need a sick day to catch up. So relieving the burden periodically. Well, didn't you always come back? Um, I don't, I'm not going to say um, more energized, but when you took a day or a couple of days off or your kids you were out from school, didn't they go back with a different vibe? Well, yeah. Usually they went back uh, relieved because they'd, yeah. they'd gotten caught up with their work um, because they all played sports and, and plus we're in, you know, it was just, it was ridiculous for them. Mm. Um, the idea that constant push creates success is wrong. And I used to also schedule at least a half a day in my calendar that wasn't loaded with difficult conversations and keep it. But um, I, I, I never I I didn't have big moments like that really. Yeah. Just yeah. twice where I thought I was being taken advantage of. Yeah. Uh, mainly with salary. And I would take a day off to say, do you want to start looking? So mm. I usually go, oh no, because I have this project I really want to do. But we did the kind of work where you couldn't hide yeah. the level of engagement. You couldn't. Yeah, I, 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 the, the analogy that I use, my wife was a second grade, first grade teacher. Mm. Y- you can't go in and fake it with a room full of like six no. and seven-year-olds. You, <laughs> there's, they're not going to let you do that. And I think taking that time away. So That's any- where I learned to do it. I, I taught seventh, eighth, and ninth grade in an inner yeah. city school. And there you have it. Every once in a while, my body would say no. But anyhow, we are a burned out people. And, I, and we are recalibrating the place that work is going to fit in our life and how. And I'm all for it. It's going to be needed going forward. So... In general, we're in a time of great turmoil, and it's an opportunity to really reshape our institutions. And that I'm getting grandiose, but that's what I care about. I think that's where we should uh, be and end it because that's spot on. Yeah. What I what I would say is get a commitment. 
from all of our listeners and from leadership to take those two words, quiet quitting, out of our vocabulary because it's demeaning, it's judgmental, um, and it, it can't take you anywhere from a positive solution. So there you have it. I'll let you have the last word. It happens occasionally. I have the last word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. So it, it did take us a while to get to the topic today, uh, but hopefully you enjoyed our banter back and forth about uh, our fond memories of what Halloween's all about. And I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Hopefully it was stimulating in terms of your own thinking uh, and ultimately uh, will hopefully be something that will help you in your workplace. So until next time, be well and be safe.